0: Top sound, singing to that eyes Is a presentation of the Bellab Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. 14:20 in the morning for this may 4th 2023 i refuse to say the other way people are saying may 4th but anyways uh today's show is brought to you by seatgeek.com uh, the seatgeek app use promo code 1420 pod at seatgeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase at seatgeek for your baseball tickets hockey tickets Concert tickets, wherever you want to go to, at SeatGeek.com today, and help support the 1420 podcast and 1420 group of shows. Anyways, a bit of a slower start today here at World Headquarters. I have some other stuff going on that I need to take care of on the uh, the personal end of things. Nothing serious, nothing majors. Is sometimes you need to be a grown up once in a while. I was uh, told that a time or two in my life, but uh, this morning I take care of some stuff. But anyways, we're here now. A little hodgepodge of activity, a little hodgepodge of topics for today's show. Uh, we'll start with the National Hockey. League playoffs. Of course, it's a big uh, sports item for a lot of people right now, but the one thing we've learned in the first round of the playoffs or the second round, sorry, in the first two nights of the second round of the playoffs is don't let one guy your team score four goals. It's a guaranteed loss for your team. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Joe Pavel, I don't know if you're a hockey fan, how you wouldn't know, but uh, on t- Tuesday night, Joe Pavelski, he scored four go- four goals for the Dallas Stars in their overtime loss to the Seattle Crack. And then Last night, you had uh, the, the playoff guy. Man, this guy is on is a tear. Uh, Leon title of the Edmonton Oilers, he got four goals in a loss last night to the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable a team uh, with two four-goal scores would lose their respective games. You wonder in the history of the National Hockey League how what that is in the playoffs. There isn't a long list of guys who've done it, but uh, it's, it's it's amazing to think that when, if you score four goals for, for your team that uh, one guy couldn't pop one here, pop one here, pop one there, and chip in a little bit to uh, to help your team win a, win a game, especially a game. One, they're, all the games are so important. How they're going, and you wonder what's going to happen in net. I'm not uh, hitting the panic button yet for the Edmonton Oilers, but I didn't. I didn't think Stuart Skinner was very good. Larry Brossoit wasn't very good last night for the for the Dallas uh, or for the Las Vegas Golden Knights either. But I thought that Skinner let in a couple bad ones. I he I don't think he was very good. Fresh off being told he was a uh, Calder Trophy nominee, uh, friend of mine Corey Hankey, he he thought that uh, for sure, Skinner was going to win the Rookie of the Year, the Calder Trophy, and he, he made that prediction about two months ago. But it turned out last night that Skinner was not very good. I'm not saying he cost the Edmonton Oilers that hockey game; but he didn't help the Edmonton Oilers very much, and I think that that really hurt their chance to win a hockey game last night. Now they have to they 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 were in a must-win situation uh, on Saturday night. I guess the next game is with the with the Vegas Golden Knights. It's it's a must-win situation. You don't want to fall down 0-2. Going home's a different thing. If you're down if you're down 0-2, but then going uh, then being one. I guess, is a a much better situation. You want to win more games than you lose, obviously. But these playoffs are such a fine line, like we said over, over and again here on 14 20 in the morning. That it's it's a fine line between winning and losing, and you gotta take advantage of any opportunity that you can. When your goaltender doesn't doesn't stop all the easy ones, uh, it can be a bit of a tough go for for your team. And it's been a it's been a weird, weird playoff for goaltenders. It's been a kind of an awful thing for goaltenders. I said it before. Uh, the, the way goalies play nowadays, it's, it's, it's no style. It's just a, it's, it's, it's a. Regimented thing here. Do this, do that, do this, and one one of the goals that Drysaddle got last night was one of those goals that I I've been. It's been an odd thing for me, like the, the Michigan goal like that happened uh, over and over and again. But for those who watched that game last night, uh, Larry Brossois was on his knees for, for some unknown reason. You had Drysaddle on the side of that. He said, well, "I'll screw it. I'm going to bank it off your bank it off your coconut and put it in the net." He was down. If he would have stood up, it hits him in the shoulder. No big deal. But the way that turns out, the way goalies play that position nowadays, it didn't make a whole bunch of sense for Larry Braswell to be down like that and giving up a goal that put the Oilers back in a hockey game. But if we can learn one lesson, like I, like I said earlier, don't let one guy score four goals for your hockey team, because you're getting, you're going to lose that game no matter what. And uh, Joe Pavelski, you got to love that four goal. Uh, outburst he had the other night coming back off that big hit in the first round against Minnesota Wild. That was a something, something to behold. And if anybody watched the, uh, the post-gamer last night with Dreisaitl of the Oilers, and it was Mark Mark Specter. I think he works for Sportsnet in Edmonton. He was asked to... to Spectre asked Dreisaitl, he says did you uh, can you take some solace and have some joy in scoring four goals and the eye roll that Dreisaitl had, like are you kidding me man, like uh, we, we just lost a playoff game, I don't care about personal stats right now, we want to win a hockey game, that's what you want from a guy, you don't want him jumping up and down and saying, yeah I had a great game I was great tonight, the rest of the team sucked you don't want a guy saying like that, the way Dreisaitl reacted to Spector's question, which was absolutely ridiculous kind of a question to ask of a of a, a guy like Dreisaitl, but it was fun to see Dry Settle's reaction, and it was the proper reaction to get out of Dry Settle uh, towards that question. You know that that guy is, is on brand. He wants to go and win a championship for the Edmonton Oilers. We haven't done, done so since 1990, whatever it's been. Um, you got another situation tonight. The, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs find themselves in a must win situation. You don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, it's a much uh, less jubilant crowd in Toronto than it was uh, on. Saturday and Sunday, and then into Monday, and before their first game on Tuesday night, where they end up losing that game at 4 2, to that Florida Panthers team who's very good right now. They're getting some goaltender from the $10 million guy, and he's such a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He uh, a chameleon, I guess. You, you don't know what you're going to get out of that guy. That guy can change colors so quickly. He can be a, a Vesna trophy kind of a guy, and then he can be a Red Linsky kind of guy in net. You just don't know what you're going to get at, get out, get out of uh, Bobrovsky on a night night in night out basis. But the Florida Panthers are taking advantage of the Vesna type goaltender right now, and they're and they're flying right now, and they can't be stopped. You look at that Kachuk kid, how he's flying around, doing whatever he wants, agitating, hitting, crashing, banging, scoring goals leading that team like he's like he's a nine million dollar guy and that's what he's getting and he's making uh, every penny yes i know guys don't get paid in the playoffs and yes his contract kicks in next year i understand that everybody so don't don't reach out to me with the, your ridiculous comments but it was it was great it's quite great to see a guy he the way he's playing the way he's flying around and i don't know what the 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 Toronto Maple Leafs can do. Do you do you crash back? Do you hit back? Do you, do you let sleeping dogs lie? Do you don't upset the beast? The best way to avoid a situation is avoid a situation, right? And but this uh, the Kachuk kid. He's leading a team right now in that Florida Panthers locker room, and he's he's been a handful for obviously for the Boston Bruins. Found out the hard way, and then the Leafs found out in Game One what happened there. The Leafs have to be better. to a man to tonight. They got to get better defense. They got to get better goaltending, no matter what. It's 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 league wide. It seems right now that there hasn't been a guy a goaltender or steal many games yet so far. Bobrovsky's been the only guy so far to, to have carried his team a little bit. The rest of the guys have been average at best throughout the National Hockey League, throughout the playoffs so far. And you wonder how long that's, that, that can that can take you, take a team. You, you just wonder if the Leafs have that kind of a, a pushback in them tonight, what kind of leadership they have from Tavares, uh, from, from Matthews. Marner wasn't good at all in game one. You got to think that they, they to a man, that team's got to be better to have a chance. If they go down 0-2, you got to think that they're in big, big trouble uh An 0-2 down Leafs team is uh, much in much bigger problems than an 0-2 down Toronto team. If or, or Edmonton team, I, I should say. Sorry that you just think that it might not turn out very good for the, the Toronto Maple Leafs they go down 0-2 tonight. Um, the thing that happened this, like so I told you, it was a hodgepodge of topics today. Got a lot going on in between the years today, and I wanted to get to the people's opinion on this, but. Uh, for those who don't know, who don't know uh, where I'm situated, we're in the province of Alberta in Canada, and there's a provincial election coming up. And one of the hot button topics right now is the new arena that is going to slated to be built um, in. The, the upcoming weeks they've been talking about it for years in calgary they need it they need a new building in calgary the saddle dome is old it's been around since like 83 it was built for the 1988 olympics and it's old decrepit the dressing room for the flames is subpar it's not national hockey league standards it's time for a new building in calgary i get it 100 agree with new building being built i have a problem with uh tax funds alberta taxpayers funds federal taxpayers funds uh going to something like that or, or, or city taxpayers funds or whatever i have a major problem Problem with taxpayers' funds going, going to a private business like the Calgary Flames. These owners have money beyond belief and they're going to make a lot of money off of these buildings. I understand that not every one of my tax dollars goes to... Um, goes to anything that um, or everything that I would like it to go to and I can't pick and choose where my tax dollars go but I don't think that a a, uh, entertainment building that people are going to make a lot of money off of should be used by by taxpayers funds. I just want to know what people's opinion on this was. I I, I understand it's good for the community. I understand it helps out people. It helps out its jobs. It helps out the the area around it which creates more jobs and which creates more business and creates everything else but I don't think that, that a provincial fund should go to something like this. That uh, something that I might only use. How many Flames games a year do I go to? Maybe one. How many concerts a year do we go to? Maybe one in Calgary, and that, and that might be pushing a little bit. I don't go to Calgary games very often. Maybe I should try to get to a bit, a few more. But a guy gets busy, so I, I don't know if I should be paying money for for a for a franchise to that that makes money. That the the league says that like, if you think about it, these 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 um, these franchises are getting sold for an astronomical amount of money. You look at the Ottawa Senators who are. Uh, Going to be sold for a billion dollars, uh, so the owners probably have enough money to fund this thing and, and, and the like, and find their own their own money and their own finance to get this done because they're the ones who are going to make money off of these buildings. And what what's the average taxpayer? What's the average fan going to get? He's going to be surcharged on the tickets for the for the building. We are going to be charged for more parking. We are going to be charged X and X Y Z for for the use of this new building. Prices always go up, and everything always always goes up, and the, and the fan gets left holding the bill. I do not think that I should be paying tax dollars or anybody should, should be paying for for these franchises to have it it's, it's not a thing that we should get into, into a habit with uh i know in the states that they do it i know that, that there's some there's some been bickering over the years for for this happening i just wanted to get people's opinion if you have a chance to uh, follow like email us or or message us on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. I would like to know what your guys' thoughts are on, pu- on the public having to fund these sports stadiums um, to, to an extent. I, I just don't think it's right. I don't think that there's there, like there's a lot of other things we could be spending money on uh, in, in the province of Alberta and throughout the country and throughout North America and throughout the world other than, than, than get making these bil- billionaires more money they're the billionaires could put some money back into communities a lot more and they could they could fund these things like that they're the only ones making money on these businesses and 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 these buildings so uh it's it's i just want to get people's other people's thoughts on on what they think and 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 the like i know what helps the community i know what helps out businesses i know what helps out the the areas around these buildings but um like i said i I just want to get people's opinion on this and their thoughts on on if if the public should be um funding these things but I, i just don't think it's right anyways there's my thoughts for today and there's my Wrap for the day. Get back to us on at, at Facebook and or uh, Twitter or just email us at 1420sports at gmail.com Anyways, I uh, haven't done this for a long time, but our best bets brought to you by Bodog Sports. Go use our personalized link I'll be on the show's notes or I'll have it up on our Linktree account. Blah, blah. It's all there. But our, our Bodog best bets, I expect Dallas and Toronto to both win tonight. Take the, old, the under on the Toronto game, which is at six and a half, and take the over on the Dallas game, which is at five and a half. So that's Dallas and Toronto to win under on the Toronto game, over on the Dallas game. Put down 20 bucks to get you $176.80 All at Bodog.com today. Uh, make a play at Bodog today. And I'd also like to thank uh, Righteous Felon Jerky. Uh, use promo code BELLYUP for 15% off. Craft Jerky, 12 different flavors, including the OG Hickory Beef, Habano Escobar, and Baby Blues Barbecue Beef. Uh, or get a subscription service at... Righteous Felon Jerky today, and use promo code belly up for 15% off. Anyways, on this day, in 1989, Junior Felix of the Toronto Blue Jays becomes the 53rd Major League Baseball player to hit a home run in his first career at-bat in the Blue Jays' 3-2 loss to the California Angels in front of 21,188 people at Exhibition Stadium in Toronto. Felix's home run was a solo shot to right-center field off of Kirk McCaskill in the third inning. Felix went one for three with a walk that day and would hit nine home runs that season for the Jays. That's the same season that the Toronto Blue Jays uh, split their year and they moved uh, w- with between Exhibition Stadium and and the Sky Dome that uh, everybody knows the old Sky Dome and everything else, and the, the excitement that that building created uh, the first few years that they went there, and they ended up winning the World Championship in 1992. Oh. And happy. 50th birthday to super pest Matthew Barnaby born on this day in 1973 in Ottawa, Ontario. Barnaby was drafted in the fourth round of the Buffalo Sabres of the 1992 National Hockey League draft. Uh, Barnaby spent 14 season in the National Hockey League. Wide, widely considered one of the top super pests in NHL history, scoring 113 goals, chipping in 186, 187 assists for 300 career points and a whopping 2,562 penalty minutes with uh with stops in Buffalo, Pittsburgh, the Rangers, Tampa Bay Lightning, Colorado, Chicago and Dallas Barnaby. He was uh, he was a tough one. He didn't mind us stirring the pot, getting things going a little bit. He's uh, not one of my favorite players of all time. He's one of those guys you don't uh, you don't want to play against him, but if he's on your team, you 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 quite like them. So happy birthday to Matthew Barnaby. Uh big day yesterday at 1420 World Headquarters. We had a great day for download, So thank you very much. We set some goals so make sure you guys are uh, downloading and listening to the podcast version as well and make sure you're subscribe to our YouTube channel is very much appreciated we want to get to a thousand subscribers it's a long road, but it's a long sort of tale one day I'll sit down and have a beer, beer with everybody who subscribes and we'll figure I'll tell you as to why you want to get to a thousand subscribers um, had a great interview I listened to it yesterday I always like listening to my own voice that's why I talk so much and have a podcast but uh, great chat yesterday with Captain Lou of the Captain Lou Extravaganza. we had a great chat about hockey yesterday morning after I got done 1420 in the morning so make sure you check that out on YouTube and his uh, podcast is up on Megaphone as well. I'll put that show up later on on the Facebook account. I think it's already already up there, but that, that was up there. And uh, Last Call, this, we have a guest book for Last Call. We didn't do one last week because I was down, I was out and about. So but we have a guest to reserved for Sunday night, Last Call, the 1420 Sports Bar, uh, friend of the show and uh, one of my favorites, uh, Jim Plotner of the Fan of the Van podcast. We're going to sit down and talk about the state of the New York Yankees. I know everybody likes Yankee talk out there, but it's, it's negative Yankee talk because that team isn't isn't very good right now. We'll be doing and some Yankee bashing more than than uh, boosting up the uh, the Bronx Bombers. Anyways, thank you very much, everybody, listening to the show today. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and uh, remember, it doesn't matter where you are, everybody. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast Four beer, the sports talk, and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.